Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in again to your favorite podcast, Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my, your one-stop shop for card collecting, investing, and flipping advice. We got a heck of a show for you today. We have uh, a lot to bring to you today, um, and I think the best place to start off, Cage, unless you have something that's top of mind, uh, Dame Time, right? Oh, it's I, ridiculous. He's amazing. A, we're seeing a really special performance, a really inspired performance. It looks like he has something to prove. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw – well, I, I told you to turn it on, but I was late to the game. You were probably already watching it. But, I mean, it's just an amazing performance he had. And, you know, I've seen – so many great um, posts today on Twitter and Instagram, you know, the list of people who had three 60 point games in a season, Dave Lillard, Will Chamberlain, end of the list, you know, like it's, I mean, th- just what he's doing is amazing. Right. So, and not to mention that I mean, he, he has this killer instinct, mm-hmm. you know, the game ended and you could tell him and, and Luca and Chris Depps and, and those guys, they were kind of drawing at each other a little bit at the end of it. And I saw another cool post, which was like, uh, you know, you, you look at Dame Lillard and you hear his, his post-game interview and you know he's not friends with NBA players. They're just his co-workers. You know, it's a, a cool, cool post. He kind of brings like the hip-hop culture into NBA, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. You see those feuds in hip-hop culture, right? Yep. In a lot of ways, those feuds feed popularity. Yep. You get more popular. Like, um, was it Ja Rule and I think it was Joe Budden. Budden were beefing. And as a result, they had more album sales from it. Yeah, uh, mine was always Nas and Jay-Z, but that shows you how old I am. But that was my favorite one. Tupac I was still a fan of Ether. Ether. You know, it's good stuff, man. You know, I always loved Nas's lyrics, but I don't want to get – that's a podcast for another day. But, uh, yeah. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. So, CJ Watson, I believe – I can't find the tweet right now. He he said Dame called him last year talking uh-huh. about, you know, should I, should I sign an extension with, with Portland – I had a super team calling me, Dame saying this, I have a super uh-huh. team calling me to join, but I also don't want to leave my boys. And he called CJ Watson to uh, ask, like, what would you do? And CJ Watson said, like, what, what, what does your heart say? And Dame said, I want to finish what I started with my teammates. So let me ask you, in, a, in the NBA where trophies are kind of what the measuring stick is, yep. do you think all in all, looking back on Dame's career, hypothetically, he doesn't win a trophy. Does that affect his legacy? Sure. I mean, I, I think it does. But listen, he's got a lot of time left. And this will actually roll. I'll, I'll go right into my play with this. And then I want to talk about, you know, grading and, and Tatista because it, it rolls really, really into it. It really depends on, on the people like you and I have talked about, um, you know, character folks, people we invest in their character, we invest in people who, you know, who are hard workers, we have rips on, we talked about Giannis being a hard worker. And, and, and you know, uh, that character care doesn't it, 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 it doesn't really drive the price on these things. I've seen championship drives price, but Dame's 2012 Prism. I mean, I, I bought one last year for 120 bucks, and it's like 20 times that now. It's like a $2,500 card. It's insane, which, you know, deservedly so with what he's doing out there. I will tell you that I love that. I love the guys who don't join up with the super team and want to finish what they start, even if it doesn't get to the ultimate pinnacle of, of a championship. I love guys like Dame. Um, I think it's weak to join up. Um, and you know, when I look back at the career of Kevin Durant's amazing, when I look back at the career of Kevin Durant, I'm not going to put him on par with people who, um, also won championships and were, you know, top five players in the game at the time because he won his championship 
as an add-on. You know what I mean? Like he was he, he was somebody who just joined a team that was already the best team. So you know, if Dame did that, what what is that saying? You know, uh, it, uh, to me, you have to look beyond just the ring, right? And it's part of why I don't really love LeBron, to tell you the truth, because he, you know, he, you know, the whole leaving for Miami. But it segues into a really good what my what my pick is. I love it. I love what Chris Paul is doing this year. I think he's being, you know, uh, no one gave him and that team a chance. And he's got some young kids around him. Everybody loves SGA. Everybody loves it. But I think SGA is going to be a much better player because he spent this time with Chris Paul, yes. right? I mean, nobody gave Oklahoma a chance to do anything like what they're doing. And I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs. But I will tell you this. Chris Paul is an underappreciated player. His cards are underappreciated. And, um, you know, I would, I would make this a broad play. I'd buy any Chris Paul stuff right now. Right? I buy anything from him. I buy any rookie cards. I buy raw. I buy graded. I think, you know, over time, he's going to, I don't know what's going to happen in the next year. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know where he's going to play, but it really doesn't matter because what he's done this year has gained the respect of his, his teammates, mm-hmm. other players around the league, people like me who never really took a look at Chris Paul, knew he was a passer, knew he was a player, but never really thought, wow, this guy. But look what he's done. I mean, he put a team on his shoulders. He's having a, a, a fantastic career. And to me, he might not win a championship, but let's just say LeBron does. All right, fine. But he basically tanked the season last year and t- tampered and got Anthony Davis over to the Lakers so that he could win a championship with him. You know, I mean, Chris Paul's got nothing. And, you know, he's sitting right there in the top of the West and going to make a playoff run, I'm sure. I mean, we'll see what happens. But to me, I love that even more. And Chris Paul fits my bill of a guy who, um, who, you know, he's underappreciated. You can grab his cards. You can grab his cards probably for, for very little. So there's two plays on Chris Paul that I would make. One of them is the one I'm actually going to give. If you can find his 2005 Topps Chrome card, you know, in, in any kind of shape, go right ahead. I think you buy raw for $100, $125. I mean, that's a high price for mine. But the thing is, especially in PSA 10, which now is probably anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000, I think there are some available for like $1,750. Um, that's a lot of money because there's none of them. You check the pop report, there's none of those cards. So if you find a decent raw one for $100, $150, obviously it's a great multiple if you think it's going to, you know, going to grade and you'd be able to, you know, give it a shot. And, and, and uh, even a nine sells really well. If you find one of those, you know, I, I, I'd grab one. I probably will grab one myself very soon. But here's my play. And you're going to notice a trend on me here. So, you might, you know, my play is – I always go back to the same thing, right? 2012 Prism. 2012 Prism is my stuff. It grades well from Raw because it was made on, you know, a thick stock. And um, even though sometimes there's some scratches and surface issues, you know, my experience has been, you know, two out of every three I send in at very least, even though they're 10-year-old cards, I buy them raw on eBay, two out of three at least still grade 10. So you got a shot of grading grading really well on them. Um, And um, someone like Chris Paul in that, he's not, it's not a rookie, you know, it's a seventh or eighth year card. Um, But that set is an iconic set. And we just talked about the Lillard in that it's, $2,500. $2,500. Yeah, it's his rookie. And, and, and it's, you know, there's not that many of them. It's also not that many Chris Pauls out there. There's not that many, you know, uh, 2012 Prism PSA 10 Chris Pauls. Um, so I'd buy them up. I'd buy them up, send them in and grade them. And he is the best part, right? Or you don't even have to grade them. Well, you know, buy them now. And if he has a nice playoff run and does something good, they'll double in price by next week. I, I saw one end an auction yesterday. So I just want to throw this price up. You want to take a guess how much his base card ended? Now there's some shipping added onto this, but you want to, want to take a guess what it ended for? It's 2012, right? The 2012 base prism. Uh, it's card number 19. 
I'm usually pretty good at this. I'm guessing 25 bucks. Okay. So it ended for $2.33 plus wow. $5 shipping. Okay. Now it's an auction and obviously, so it's like seven bucks basically. Um, there's a lot available, a lot of 10 for 30 bucks or best offer. Um, you know, there's a bunch of them on, on, on eBay. Yeah. I saw that auction. I was like, ah, oh, man, I wish I should, I should have been on that. Right. So, but basically you can pick these up right now, 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever, you know, whatever. and that's such a small, you know, drop in the bucket for this guy. He's going to be in the hall of fame. There are still so many drivers on him. He's not hanging him up yet. He's still got, you know, plenty of gas in the tank. And, um, what he's done this year has really just, you know, I think brought the attention. I would never have even recommended Chris Paul. I would never even, oh, okay, he's, you know, he's a great player, but he's never one of the best. But what he did this year, it's, it's kind of like why Dame is, you know, is impressive. He wants to finish where he started. Chris Paul got traded and he was the other end of the trade, right? It was, a, we'll bring Westbrook and Harden back together. Oh man, Chris Paul's getting stuck where he is. You know, what's gonna happen to Chris Paul? Well, you know what? Now, if next year he joins a super team, Right. And it's very possible, right? I mean, towards the end of his career, maybe he wants to win a championship. Maybe he joins a super team. Like maybe he joins the Bucks and wins with Giannis. So who knows, right? So maybe he goes and wins a championship. I'll think more of him than I did like Kevin Durant because he showed he can put a team on his back. And then, okay, you want to go join up with somebody? Go right ahead. But he's already shown it. Same thing with Lillard. Let's see what he does, you know? I mean, I, I have respect for that guy. So anyway, my play... If you want the low, you know, the, uh, the, the low cost, the, uh, the, the low risk 2012 prism, I always go back to those because they always grade well on raw. And we're going to get into after you give me your pick or if you want to now, we can talk about, you know, buying raw on eBay um, and what winds up happening sometimes. But that's my pick 2012. If you could find the 2005 Topps Chrome of him, the 10s are really rare. So I don't know whether or not you're able to, you know, find a 15-year-old card and just pick it up on eBay and, and do it. But it happens. Um, so I love I literally love that play. I think Chris Paul is one of the more underappreciated players uh, of our time. He got screwed by not being allowed to play with Kobe on the Lakers. That's blasphemy that that trade got reversed. Yep. I literally will never forget that day because you guys know I love Kobe. I think Chris Paul is a top 10 point guard of all time. And, and I'm looking at it here. I actually have a list. It, it, the list is Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, Curry, Isaiah Thomas, Stockton, Steve Nash, Bob Cousy, Jason Kidd, Walt Frazier, Iverson, Peyton, and they put Chris Paul number 12. I, I think Chris Paul is actually a better point guard than Steve Nash, uh, even though I like Steve Nash. There are I'm people not- on the list I'd put him ahead of, but 12 is fine. I mean, those guys, they're all, they're all you know, guys Very who are the best in the game for, you know, for a long time. That spans that, that list spans you know, 70 years of players, too. So, you know, even top 12, uh, I'll take it. But when you see the cards, a couple bucks, how, how do you go wrong on it? And 2012 Prism's iconic. That's been your bread and butter. Uh, so yeah. people out there who are listening. Well, because, listen, it was the first Prism. You know what it reminds me of? And I'm, I'm probably not the first person to say this, but, you know, when I collected as a kid, nobody, nobody looked at the 86 Flair set. But that's changed. Everybody looks at the 86 Flair set. You got people looking for, uh, you know, pay $7,000 for Akeem Olajuwon, pay $80,000 for, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, pay, you know, $5,000 for Barkley if you can find one, $6,000 for Karl Malone. You know, even the non-rookies, the Abdul-Jabbar, the Dr. J, the yep. Magic and the Bird, they sell for a lot of money in good condition because that's an iconic set. And I, I have a feeling, I'm not trying to build a PSA 10 set of that one, but maybe, one, maybe one day, but I have a feeling that that 2012 Prism, that OG Prism set is going to be looked at down the road the same way that 86 Fleer is looked at now by collectors. I love it. Um, that's a great play. That's a really Thank good admire that. I like Chris. You want to go into yours or you want to chat for a second about buying raw on eBay? Let me go to mine and we're going to go yeah. buy. 
buy roll because it's going to apply to me too. So, so if, what if I told you I went on eBay, I searched something Optic Shock PSA 10. Oh. And looking at the listings, I saw sold prices for 490, 520, 485, 521, 466, 999, 220, 999, 220, 280, 259, 999. Would you be left pretty confused? Yeah. Yeah, I would. I mean, it depends on the condition. Um, I'd have to take a quick look. All of these prices. Oh, PSA 10? All PSA 10. And these aren't weeks apart. Here's one, 999 June 30th for July 2nd, 259. July 6th, 280. July 500. An optic shock. Oh, $299. Yeah. Okay. I've seen prices for 299. I've seen prices for 500. I've seen prices 1,000 sold on a PSA 10 optic shock. You want to guess the player? Optic Shock's a tough one um, because it's, um, you know, it's not really quote-unquote pack-pulled, but is it Luca? Trey. Trey. All right. So my play, close. and it's not a play I want you guys to rush into. It's a play that I want you to be smart about using some of the tactics that I've mentioned in the past. Wow. I think it's going to be very hard to find, but I think there's opportunity to buy Trey Raw. I think shock is interestingly um, a parallel that's gaining a lot of popularity. At the same time, I do think the Luca and the Trey optic shocks are going to be going. I'm sure Luca's over a thousand. I think Trey's going to reach a thousand once he starts playing. The raw cards of Trey right now, optic shock, are selling between thirty to forty-five bucks. So here you are. You're able to get a raw card that's a set, a parallel that people are really, really starting to like. The opportunity to grade it, and if you get a 10, that's a 10x multiplier, plus there's already been listings where they've sold for 20x with a player who's under the radar. So I brought you Trey Young as, I, I love when this kind of combination of things happen. I love Trey as an investment in general as a player right now. He's out of sight, out of mind, and I don't think Luca, despite what Luca's doing, is 10x better than Trey. Next, I think the raw card is underpriced, and I think the multiple of graded PSA 10 is through the roof and the potential's there. So I love that overlap. Here's the thing, though. I would say 50% of Optic Shock have a print line through. Ah, I'm glad you did it because I was going to hit you with it. Well done. Yeah, that's, that is the biggest thing people have to look out for. If you're telling them to buy raw, 100%. That's, that's the big thing. It's not my Go first ahead. my friend. <laughs> I'm young, but I've been doing this for a minute. So if you're able, and this is actually an interesting one, even if it's a little bit less centered, but it doesn't have that print line, you could still pull off a BGS 9.5 on it. So to me, the number one thing is look out for that print line. Uh, and back to what I just said a few minutes ago, it's a card that you could be a little bit patient in. You can scope out deals. You could create an alert on eBay for new listings so that when someone posts a tray optic shock, you're the first one that see it. You quickly inspect and you scoop up the best ones and you leave the other ones for everyone else. So make sure if you can, one, the first thing I'd look for is print lines. These shock are really tough grade. Number two, I would look for centering. Let's say worst comes to worst, you buy a card that you get it and you're like, this isn't gradable. 
I still think that raw optic shock is going to hit a hundred by December. So you're not sitting on oh. a bad investment. Uh, okay. you're, sitting, you're sitting on a great player. That's just going to appreciate on a parallel and insert that I think people are really appreciating. I like it. You know, the, um, so I'm not going to ask you, you probably know, but I'll just share it with the crew. So, um, these optic shocks for 2018, 19 optic, they were in what was called a mega box. That's where the parallel was found. You buy them in like target and uh, they give you one pack of cards. So I think you get 54 or 56 cards in the mega box. 50 of them were a set of all of the rookies in optic shock. So these were not pack inserted. You couldn't get them in all the multitude of stuff. It was just in there. These are the mega box optic shock. It wasn't like, you know, the hollows that you could pull out of a, you know, a retail or a, or a, or a hobby box. Um, and what was interesting about them and why they are a little condition sensitive is not only that print line and the centering, but they're not packed in packs. They all 50 of them, I think it was in like two packs of 25 in the box. They're in like a cello, like a clear plastic wrap around the set. Maybe like, so I think it was a 50 card set. And there were two bags of 25. So, you know, and they kind of got jostled around a little bit in those mega boxes. They weren't stacked in like packs, you know, of the cards. So, there are some, you know, some corner issues as well to uh, look out for. Um, the tray, I don't think as much because I don't think the tray was on the top or the bottom of any of those packs. But um, it's just another thing to look out for. But, yeah, I mean, it sounds like an amazing play. It's funny because um, I remember buying these things. I, they were available on Target. I think it was $49, you know, retail and buying them and then bringing them home. It was right when I was, you know, starting to get back into basketball. I opened it up and I'm like, there's no packs in here. <laughs> like, I'm just getting this set. You know, I think I was giving the cards away. And even the tray was probably looking like a five dollar card or something like that. I mean, the whole thing was fifty, right? So how much could it be? And they were on shelves. Can you believe that? I and mean, you can't go to Target now and actually find cards on the shelves. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I'm shocked by how these things have gone up. That's a great play because it's a nice little hidden. It's a nice little hidden. I'm gonna start looking myself, guys. So when you hear this, <laughs> jump on them because I love tray and it's a cool looking card too. I mean, you didn't, you know. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know, it, it's a nice little spice on the optic one, which is sometimes a little more plain. So I think so too. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, like um, we've talked about it a little bit, the Mookie and uh, Trout, uh, Blue Border Walmart, mm -hmm. Red Border Target. Yep. Kind of gives me that vibe. Yeah, that's cool. It's a really tough grade. It, it is. And that's why I was hesitant. Like, do I bring this to the people? I don't want them buying up junky cards because it's a really, really tough grade. There's no way, there's no way around it. They have a ton of print lines. I bought a few Shy Shock. Uh, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> shock. Uh, and they have print lines. So it's not an easy play, but we've done 20 episodes. You guys know what we're about. You guys are, you know, hopefully learning the nuances of the space. And I think you're ready for this challenge. Uh, so I wanted to bring it to you guys. I think there's an opportunity here. Right. Well, listen, I love it. To, now let's go into kind of what you posted. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I love the crew, right? So it's great. Let's talk about the post. But I mean, we had a, every day this week, we've increased our listener count exponentially it's been amazing we, we i thank you so much for it and obviously you're telling your friends you're telling somebody else about it you're telling your neighbors <laughs> or your enemies and, you know this is the uh, this is so i love it i love i check all the time because i'm that lunatic and i love posting stuff especially you know i want to tell you what's going on in my day the stuff that i bought and i want you to see it i want you to see what's going on you know we're human too right and i want you to you know see that when you buy cards on ebay and they come back not so great i get the same thing sometimes so let's post and let's talk about it and i'm just gonna throw right out this stand-up displays kmo card flips east hill cards mm -hmm. card collector 1427 i mean you guys were the first couple to post on this stuff thank you i mean i love it and i reply to you i like your your, your comments and they were all 
accurate. They're all right. And we posted yesterday a nice little, my first reels. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to do that stuff, but uh, you know, it's uh, about like, would you like a Cunha or Soto or whatever? Lots of great replies. We love that. You know, that's, that keeps me going. And, and we can now talk about the comments that you guys put on there in our, um, in our episode here. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool way um, you know, a Carter Christian collection, you name it, you, you know, he had a nice comment about how one of the ways to kind of do it is what we talk about building a relationship and how he, um, he found somebody who breaks a lot of boxes, breaks a lot of stuff and sells him his raw stuff right off the bat. And they're not cherry picking them. You know, it's not somebody who's grading them themselves, which is a great, that's a great thing to do. It's a great way of doing it. So I purchased, um, you know, after our Tatis episode, I gave you guys a couple of days and then I purchased some Tatis online and, you know, I, I, uh, the Cardinal sin, you know, I bought from somebody who was grading other, who had a bunch of PSA tens, but this was like one of his only three raw lots, you know? Okay. So go ahead. What you mean? So I kind of knew, right. So, and somebody made that comment also, right. I mean, one of the, somebody who responded to our, um, to our, our post actually mentioned that as well saying, um, that one of the biggest things you can do here, it says always look at their other listings. If there's a pile of graded cards and only a few raw, the raw are the rejects that stand up displays. And I appreciate that. Right. And it's right. Right. So one of the, one of the things you could do if you're buying raw, this is a good tip because we often tell you guys to buy raw is click down in eBay on the seller, click on sellers, other items and see what they sell. If they're all raw, which one of these was, believe it or not, but if they're all raw cards, it's somebody who breaks a lot of stuff and just sells the raw and then breaks more stuff. If their if their you know listings are eighty percent PSA tens PSA nines and then some raw chances are the raw are the ones that they already picked through so it's just one it was a great comment and it's it's very smart it's one of the things you guys can do you know before clicking buy on a raw card I also made another mistake and it was you know somebody had a quantity uh, quantity of ten up and they only had a picture of one and I'm like all right I'll take the gamble you know what I mean like whatever you know and the one was not so great. I thought maybe the other nine might be. The other nine were even worse. You know, if that was the one he held out as his good one, come on, I should know better, right? So, I mean, I'm, I'm human too, right? But, I, but, you know, I mean, the thing is, it's Tatis, right? It's a Tatis rookie. So, it doesn't matter. That card will go up. I don't even care what condition it's in. And it gives me more giveaways for you guys. So, that's the cool, that's the cool thing. You guys want free ones. So, 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 the, so, the community won from that. That's right. You guys all win. You guys all win. That's the fun stuff. You're not a lunatic. Back to what you said. I checked that too. I think what I've noticed working with you for a little bit over a month here is, is your just deep desire to care for people. Uh, yeah, so man. You need to know that. Um, dude, it's happened to me before. I, I sold a Kobe Tops 50th to someone. Uh, and I think we're in a culture right now where we almost expect everything to be a PSA 10. Yeah. Uh, because... I mean, it, there's no other way to put it, put it like there's a lot of gamblers in this space as opposed to investors and they're buying for the gamble. They're, they're buying the only way they make money is if it PSA tens. So they come in with that expectation. Um, that's just not the reality. Like you brought something up, like you could pull cards for fresh from a pack and those yep. aren't tens. That's right. The whole point of it being a pen is the scarcity is the perfect condition. Uh, so, so I'd highly recommend when you're buying cards, Make sure that you bake in profit if it doesn't hit a 10. Yeah. If it PSA 9s, and I think you brought this up with your trade. Yeah, with, with Josh Allen and Dre. Yeah, Josh Allen especially, right? I didn't even think about it, right? You know, pay $15 for the card, grade it, and then I'm mad that only one out of six came as a PSA 10. Those are my throw-ins. But the 9s were $100-something. So, come on. How do you beat it, right? So, Like I bought a few months ago uh, Kobe Fleer Ultras. I bought them for the price that I found, even if they PSA 8s. I would be 
making a little bit of profit, 10 bucks, not a lot. So now the nine and the 10 has so much upside. I'm not expecting a 10. I'm grateful if it gets a 10. If you're buying and you're only going to make money on the 10, you're going to be, you're going to leave very disappointed. PSA, like there was a really good post floating around Instagram today. A guy did an awesome experiment, kind of a Robin hood, if you really think about it. So he subbed to SGC, he got an SGC 10, cracked it, subbed it to PSA, got a PSA six, cracked it, sent it to BGS, got a BGS eight. That type of experiment is so cool. That adds so much value to the rest of the community. Um, and something a friend of mine who's been grading for 10 years now said to me is, if you look at the serial number of PSA, any cards over 44, PSA, when the ones that start with 44, PSA is cracked out. PSA has never been tougher on cards than now, especially modern cards. So something to really consider. Um, and, and I think it comes from the fact that they want to kind of keep population control in order. That's my theory. Uh, because if population goes, you know, if there's 20,000 PSA 10s, mm -hmm. they kind of lose their scarcity. So just something to keep in mind. All right. Listen, thanks for listening to us today, guys. I mean, you stayed, to, stayed all the way to the end. I'm going to throw a little bonus pick in here at the end if you actually listen to the whole way. Um, Chris Middleton, I think they have a nice playoff run. He's, his rookie's in the 2012 Prism set, um, and it's a little, a little, little overlooked one. Um, you used to be able to get them for $10, $15, or they were throw-ins with, uh, with Giannis stuff. But wow. if you can find one now for under 100 bucks, the PSA 10 is a $1,000 card soon. Um, PSA 9 is going to be quite a few hundred bucks. You can find them. They're on eBay. You might be able to get a lot of them. But it's just one that I've been looking at myself. I haven't pulled the trigger on yet, so I haven't cleaned out eBay on it. But the 2012 Prism, you know, it's, it's one of those that I told you grades pretty well. I bet you if you find two of them and send them in a grade, you get one of them that, that's a 10, and that $200, $220 investment is going to turn into a grand just on that PSA 10. If it's not a grand, it will be during the playoff run. So He reminds uh, me of Siakam a little bit for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a very Brooke good player. That's his rookie year, and he's, he's, he's kind of like a below-the-radar rookie that year because everybody's after Anthony Davis and Kawhi and now Lillard, and, you know, there's a bunch of other guys in there as well. So that's my – I love that set. I love the 2012 set. So I'm sure it won't be the last time I bring that up. But there's a little bonus tip for you guys if you stay through to the end. We thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Optic Shock, Trey, Chris Paul, 2012 Prism, and a little yep. bonus, Chris Middleton, 2012 Prism, and that's actually his rookie card. Yep. Love you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.